Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Campionato di calcio italiano. Hello and welcome to the latest instalment of the Forza Italian Football Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Clancy, and joining me this week is my trusty sidekick, Luca Gumby. Luca, what's up? Uh, hi, uh, happy to be here. Uh, not, not too much is up. I went to uh, my second live match in Germany the other day. I saw 1816 Munich play Kaiserslautern, and I just heard from you that you've been working hard this day and making some sacrifices to be here so I'm impressed by all of that <laughs> some serious sacrifices I actually saw a few messages from you from the game I didn't realize they played at the same stadium as Bayern Munich yeah they don't really like it I don't think the fans because they don't feel it's theirs but it's a good venue even it's half empty for them I thought it looked quite nice lit up all blue anyway also coming through your earphones this week will be somebody making a long-awaited return I think it's the first time he has appeared since March. Vito Doria is back. Vito, a very welcome return. Thank you, Connor. Most appreciated. It's been a very long time since I've been on the Forza Italian Football podcast, so it'd be great to have a chat with you guys about the latest round of Serie A action and also preview a bit of the up-and-coming action. It's good to have you here, Vito. Right, so... We won't dwell too much on last week's games due to this podcast coming quite late in the week. Um, And we'll try to look ahead to the upcoming fixtures if we can. We do, however, have to mention the Derby della Madonnina, which saw AC Milan and Inter draw 2-2. The Nerazzurri completely dominated the first half, but just couldn't find a breakthrough before Milan eventually took the lead. Suso scored twice for the Rossoneri, either side of a thumping strike from Antonio Candreva. And Ivan Perisic leveled it up late on. Luca, I'll start with you. What did you make with, of the game? 
Uh, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised with it, to be honest, because generally I find with that fixture you get a lot of build-up ahead of it, and then it turns out to be a rather disappointing affair where both teams are a bit cautious and we're under the lights. But yeah, it was a good, entertaining game. I think Pioli can be happy with what he saw from his team, although obviously uh, it was a derby in the full San Siro. It's a different occasion. It's easy for them to get up for it. But yeah, they played well. I think perhaps... Icardi might have uh, been a bit frustrated with his performance afterwards. He missed a few chances, but I think everyone thought that uh, the momentum was with Milan and then Inter did sort of manage to step up. But obviously, as I said, that's a big occasion and now the challenge will be trying to maintain that. Yeah, Luca, just sticking with Milan, we discussed this a bit recently, but... Montella has still got them playing some good stuff. Bonaventura and Suso are quite impressive. Um, have your thoughts changed at all on the Rossoneri? Do you think they can now push and qualify for the Champions League? Yeah, I, I'm still somewhat sceptical about them. I don't think they're this brilliant team. I think they're doing well with Montella and uh, in some ways he's being a bit more pragmatic than you would expect. It's not all this glamorous possession football he is sort of uh, employing these sort of more basic tactics. But I think, yeah, they've got this good core of young players, which is nice to see. It's just if they can sort of keep at the level they're at. And I think another potential problem is they still have a lot of these issues with the leadership over them that could perhaps derail things in January. I think they just need to try and sort of keep going as they're going without getting ahead of themselves if they start thinking that yeah qualification for the Champions League is a big objective that could perhaps derail them to some extent where they start feeling the pressure I think if they just keep going where they are they should do well enough and they can fight for it I, I don't necessarily say that I would expect them to finish there. I think there are other teams who are better equipped but I think they've got yeah they've got a good group they've got these players who really come into their own like Bonaventura I think it's his third season there now he's older he's experienced he's hitting his prime Suso's came back off this line from January he's doing very well and if the young players can keep going then that's all very well and good but if they do let up a bit that's no cause can real major concern either because they've got this good core which is consistent in the way that Mihailovic should set them up and then Montella's sort of added a slightly different dimension so I think yeah signs are looking good I wouldn't get carried away there Vito I'm going to move over to you now and move to the other end of the San Siro um, as Luca mentioned Stefano Pioli has recently taken over there how do you see things going for him this season um, how long do you realistically expect him to be in the job it looks like Diego Simeone will come in in 2018 when he leaves Atletico Madrid can you see Pioli staying there until then? I don't think he would last that long, to be honest. I do think Pioli is a good coach, but not a great one. And in a way, I do feel that he's the type of guy that needs the quality players to help shine and produce the results. Uh, Inter played a very good game in the derby and they created more chances. But Pioli hasn't got a track record for winning silverware, whereas Simeone has at Atletico Madrid. So I would expect either Pioli to produce some, you know, really outstanding results in the next 18 months or so if he's to stand a chance of keeping the job. Otherwise, I would reckon that uh, Intel would probably 
get the dream coach and hire Simeone because what Pioli has shown throughout his career is that he does well in smaller clubs, but going from the likes of Chievo, Bologna and Lazio to a big club like Inter could be a step too far for him. But it's only one game and maybe it will surprise us. Maybe. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on there. Definitely, especially with Antonio Condreva being reunited with him. Um, so the Derby result leaves Milan joint second with Roma, who went away to Bergamo, where they, of course, were beaten by the unstoppable Atalanta. Did either of you see this game? I only saw bits and pieces of it, but uh, Atalanta have shown that uh, they're playing very well, and Gasparini in particular has been getting the best of the players out of his disposal. So taking a, a big scalp like Roma for them is quite impressive. And he's been getting results with a lot of these younger players in the early 20s um, playing very well and showing maturity beyond their years. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, the Italian nationals had, they had a training camp this week, which is a bit odd, but it was all for the younger players. And I think Atalanta had, sent up six to that and Milan had sent up a lot as well like Lapadula and Locatelli so yeah I think this sort of Atalanta train where they've like got some of the best form in Europe is probably going to eventually run out of steam but they've always been known for their youth system it's really 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 impressive at the minute like the sort of the big signings they had earlier in Poloski hasn't really got going but they've got Andrea Patania who's sort of sort of been a around on uh, bigger stages and then sort of seemed to have lost his way. But now he's doing well and Caldara and Gagliardini, they certainly seem to really have a positive kind of spirit at that club at the minute. And if they could sort of keep these players and stop them just being pinched away by the bigger clubs at the earliest opportunity, you sort of expect them to be really looking up. I mean, they already should be able to play with freedom of essentially being safe already in November. Yeah, um, to look at their last eight games, they've won seven and drawn just one. And even that draw was away to Fiorentina. What's perhaps more impressive is during those eight games, they've only conceded three goals. And of the three, just one was actually from open play, which funnily enough was against Crotone. Um, but if we're going to move, can we move just on to Roma? Um, what does this loss mean for them? Uh, they bounced back tonight with a big 4-1 win. I don't know if you saw any of that, but are Roma going to go back to not quite competing with Juventus, but solidifying their place as the second best team in Italy? The problem with Roma, and it's not just this season, it's historically, is that mentally they can be rather erratic and rather fragile. They are a team that know how to play well on their day and they can be exciting to watch, but sometimes there are those games where they play against a big team and they just buckle under the pressure, or they might underestimate an opponent, they take it too lightly, and it backfires on them. So there have been some impressive performances this season, but Roma have always just struggled to maintain consistency. And even by losing to Atalanta, despite being in excellent form, I think it shows that Roma, they can just to find a way to make a mess for themselves. And they lack that uh, uh, solidarity, not so much in the structure, but in terms of mental strength, probably 
knowing how to deal with certain game situations and any external or even internal pressures, just knowing how to deal with that and just surge on to collect trophies, that's something that affects them. Yeah, I think that that is fair. I think their sort of main difficulties come from when they, they're expected to just control a game and win relatively simply. Perhaps like Juventus are obviously more famous for their just sort of winning at all costs kind of attitudes, whereas Roma do sort of perhaps try to overplay at times. They're, they've been quite stylish, obviously, tonight. They were scoring Rabonas in the Europa League, even though he didn't mean it. But, uh, yeah, I think they do have a certain mental thing where expectation does kind of get to them. I think Atalanta is always a, a tricky away game in any season, even when they're not on the uh, runner form that they're in in the minute. But I think, yeah, Roma do have this sort of slightly kind of self-harming tendency where they do let pressure get to them and perhaps they are better against the bigger opponents when they're sort of a bit more not up for it, but just uh, they don't necessarily feel that the onus is upon them to really control the game and put on a show and win uh, in a straightforward manner. Okay, Um, we'll move on to Juventus now, who during the week sealed their qualification to the knockout rounds of the Champions League, following on from a 3-0 defeat of Pescara at the weekend. Claudio Marchisio recently returned to action for the Bianconeri. Um, Vito, I'll come back to you with this. How much of a boost to Massimiliano Allegri's side do you think Marchisio's return is? I think he's a huge bonus for Juventus because of his versatility. Uh, He can play as either the playmaker in midfield or he usually plays as a box-to-box midfielder. So from a tactical point of view, he does provide a couple of options. These days also, with some of the losses they've had in midfield in the last season or two, I think his experience and his ability has become much more valuable for the Bianconeri. Looking at other players to have come into the starting eleven recently, um, Daniela Rugani at the back has slotted in seamlessly for some of the defensive injuries. Do you think, Luca, this is the beginning of the end for the much-famed BBC? Yeah, you would kind of imagine that there is a new dawn on the horizon, obviously, with just how good Rugani is and how young he is. So he's obviously been primed for the day when that BBC gets broken up. I think it probably has a few more days left in it. I think you would expect it to be, obviously, Barzali to be the first one to go. Uh, Benucci's obviously the sort of uh, ball-playing centre-back, the one who can uh, dictate the play from the back, and he scored the other day against Sevilla. He's probably one of the best defenders in the world and uh, quite often the best player in the Juventus team. But, yeah, I think they will benefit if they can give Rugani some playing time because he has he did when he stepped up uh, from Empoli he played very little but he was still able to get into the Italy team at times uh, earlier this season I think yeah it's just a bit of a I suppose it's a bit of a headache in a way for Allegri just to work out to uh, give all these players uh, time on the pitch with how good they are and uh, even Benassia as well being there and uh, not really featuring very often it's uh bit of a struggle just to get all these good players in but they clearly are planning for a future and Juventus have in recent times sold these big players who've been their sort of trademarks and they've done fine that way so you would expect it to carry on in the same vein with Rugani stepping up and one of the famed BBC making way 
Luca, I'm going to stay with you for this. There's not really much point in talking about Juventus' title credentials because, let's face it, they've probably got that wrapped up already. But with regard to the Champions League, how far do you think they can go in Europe this year? Well, I think, obviously, when they brought in Higuain and Pjanic, that there was this kind of... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sense. All right, they've basically just won the league already. They're not even having to worry about that. It's all all focused on the Champions League. But so it, it could be like when they got to the final, they probably weren't the most fancied team around, and often that's kind of how uh, Italian players and coaches seem to prefer it when they talk of sacrifice and playing as a unit and sort of playing beyond their kind of technical capabilities so it it's perhaps could be a challenge for them to really impress this year with these additions and the knowledge now that they are obviously a great team and they're respected across Europe but I think the sort of like the way they've managed to well they're currently top of their group and they haven't necessarily really really gotten going yet and they're still there so that's a positive sign as was sort of struggling against Sevilla but only to come back with Sevilla losing their heads it does sort of give a um, quite a you know a optimistic view for the future for them I think they're obviously not quite at the very top level but with that defensive strength Buffon in goal you would sort of expect them to be able to come up with a tactical plan to sort of just uh, as they've done in the past beat the teams which are a tier above them it's just uh, perhaps trying not to get too uh not trying to be too attractive with uh, the talent they've got. And obviously there was that sort of scandal as well when uh, the Gazeta de los Sports said that Buffon said that teams uh, in Europe were a harder test than in Italy because they weren't just rolling aside for them. But they're, they're, they've got that kind of attitude and grit. They should be able to fight. I don't think they'll win it, but I think they are a team that could win it if they everything goes their way and they play to the best of abilities and get a bit of luck. 
Your fair should be able to do well in Serie A. I don't think uh, you need to be a rocket scientist to work that one out. But the Champions League is obviously a totally different ball game. Um, there are some much stronger teams in the competition. And one of the disappointing things about Juventus has been the performances. They have a strong team individually, but collectively they've been very poor. And I blame that on Allegri. He still is also very poor at making substitutions too. So if they struggle in a game and if they're losing, let's say it's the 65 or 70 minute, he'll still struggle to make a substitution. And they could be losing by two goals and 85 minutes have gone, doesn't make a sum. So that could be a major problem for Allegri. It's good for them that they're grinding out results and maybe in the second half of the year they might progress, but they need to be very good collectively and Allegri needs to find positions and roles to get the best out of his personnel. Otherwise, these uh, stronger teams, doesn't matter if it's Bayern Munich, um, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester City and the like, Real Madrid, they're going to be more composed and more confident on the ball. And if they don't have the belief to take the opponents on or maintain possession properly, Juventus might be caught out of their depth. Vito, we're going to move on from Juventus, but I'm going to stick with you for my next question, if that's okay. We're going to move down to Serie A table to sixth place, where you find Napoli. The Partenope are struggling to rediscover their 2015-16 form. You wrote about them last week, but just for those who mightn't have read your article, what do you think is behind their early season slump? I think there are a number of factors for instance, you have some players who were key performers last season, like Alan, Lorenzo Insigne, Pepperina, and a couple more that probably haven't been performing as well as they were last season. So that has impacted on the way Sadi's formation has uh, functioned. Another reason is injuries. Uh, Raul Albiol has been out for some time. He's only returned recently. But the pairing with him and Koulibaly has usually been crucial for them. And just getting a, a shortage of strikers with Arkadiusz Milik being out injured, that has been a massive blow for them because Manolo Gabbiadini has really struggled to fit into Sarri's system and he could be out by January. My third and final reason is also the rotations too with Sarri. The likes of uh, Lorenzo Tonelli, Emanuele Giaccarini, uh, Piotr Zielinski, they have not been playing enough. And Amadou Diawara from Bologna, he's probably one of the new guys that has managed to get some decent game time in the last month or so. Do you think that uh, possibly teams are kind of showing them a bit more respect as well this year and that kind of leads to them being found out a bit more? It seems that they kind of struggle uh, in some games when like they're Sort of strong favourites or when they've got a real chance to take a step forward like in the Champions League when they could have beaten Dinamo Kiev and made a real uh, step towards qualification and then that's when they step up it's when the other team's a bit more happy to kind of just sort of sit back and try to contain them and that kind of leads to teams playing a much more reactive game against them than they perhaps would have done last season I think it's a possibility but it's up to the individual players to have enough uh, uh, talent and enough intelligence to outsmart these type defences 
and also find ways to open them up. So having an inconsistent insignia, despite him scoring two goals against Ludanese on the weekend, uh, that doesn't help. If he was in form, maybe he'd be able to break down the defences more. Or if Gabbiadini was able to uh, score some goals and be familiar with the centre-forward world role, but it's uh, not happening this year. And if they got to find someone in January to enter the forward line, whilst uh, Milik is out injured, um, maybe the struggles would not be highlighted as uh, much. You can find us on Twitter at Serie A FFC or on Facebook by searching for Forza Italian Football. It's behind Napoli in the Serie A table are Torino. Sinisa Mihailovic has gone in there after being sacked quite harshly by AC Milan. Vito, how much credit do you think Mihailovic deserves for his work at the Granata? I think he deserves a lot of credit, to be honest. Uh, perhaps AC Milan was uh, too much of a hurdle for him or it was a step too great for him after coaching at Sampdoria. But I reckon Torino is more ideal because there's less, less internal pressures and, of course, low expectations. So I think that's helped a lot. But he's made big changes since he took over from Giampiero Ventura. He scrapped a 3-5-2 formation and now he uses a 4-3-3. I reckon the midfield looks more creative now. And Mahalovic's teams are usually known for the defensive strength and work ethic as well. But he has kept the regulars from the Ventura era and managed to bring in the new faces into the squad. And they're playing a very good style of football too. So they're very energetic, but they've got the attacking intent. And it's bringing the best out of the players in the squad, especially Andrea Bellotti, who's been in fine form for both uh, the Granata and the Italian national team. So it's impressive to see, and hopefully he keeps it up because... They're not a team that just does enough to win. They've actually been getting some good wins this season. Like they won 5-1 against Bologna early in the season and a couple of weeks ago they bet Coyote by the same score. So they have the firepower. Yeah, absolutely. With Andrea Bellotti up front and Iago Falke, I think they can take a few more teams by surprise this year. And like Atalanta, hopefully they can continue to challenge for the European spots. Okay, guys, so we're going to move on to some Twitter questions now. And, Luca, I'm going to come to you with this one first. It's a bit of a hypothetical question from Lalo, who seems to be a Juventus fan. Who do you think would have a better impact on the Juventus midfield? Julian Draxler, Marco Verratti, or Axel Witzel? Uh, well, in some ways, I feel that Witzel would perhaps have the most obvious impact in these the most physical player in that that three, uh, but so I think I think a certain degree of physicality is perhaps what um, Juventus are after at the moment. They've got obviously these very good technical players in Pjanic or even Hernanes, who's always been a playmaker. And then Kadira is doing very well, and he's probably the most physical kind of central midfielder they've got. But he's not quite the most physical player in the way that perhaps Witzel would be. But so he perhaps have the greatest impact. But if 
if I was in charge and I had pick of the bunch and I just took one player, I'd certainly take Verratti out of that out of that three. I think he's just the best player there. He, the way he plays is just like fun to watch. It's incredibly useful for teams. He just sprays the ball about. He's young. He's Italian. He could develop moving forward. I think he used to be a Juventus fan and he wanted to go there before he went to PSG and then quite a lot of time when he plays for Italy he looks like the best player so if I was in charge I'd probably go for Verratti but in a way Witzel could have uh, a more obvious short-term impact and that he brings something different which is perhaps slightly lacking in that team even if it's very well stocked in uh, every element. Sticking with the theme of the Juventus midfield, Vito, I'll come to you with this next question as you've already expressed an interest in answering it. But Patrick wants to know, and I'm not going to say his last name because I'll just get it wrong, what are your thoughts on what Juventus need to do to bring out the best in Pjanic? Because he's been struggling a bit with Juventus this year. Mm. Well, as I had answered to Pata Gulacci on Twitter, I believe that it's up to Allegri to change his formation. And not just for Pjanic, but for a team in general. But here we'll just go into the specifics of Pjanic's role. I reckon that Allegri needs to scrap the 3-5-2 formation. I think when Conte was there, it served the purpose because he brought the best out of the central the midfielders there and also the centre-backs. But now it doesn't really suit the squad that Allegri has now. I would go for a 4-3-3 formation and I would have Pjanic as a regista and Kadira and Marquisio as the two box-to-box midfielders. That would be my ideal pick. So Pjanic would just be involved in dictating the play, whereas Kadira and Marquisio, obviously that would help support the fans, but Going forward, they would make those late runs into the penalty box as well. Another option would be to use the 4-2-3-1. And Allegri has two options there. He can use Pjanic as a deep-lying playmaker to operate uh, the play from deep. Or he could be more the attacking midfielder with the Trequatista and just play behind the lone striker, whether it be Mendzukic or Higuain. So I think... uh, Tactically, there are some options there. It just depends if uh, Allegri has the courage to try those ideas out or he has the will to make those changes. Yeah, Just think- on uh, Pjanic as well, he, he has scored three goals and got a couple of assists. Uh, if that's him not quite clicking, he scored a free kick as well. If that's not him really hitting the ground running and pulling his weight in the way that perhaps people expected, it's quite a nice problem to have. If he's still got that extra... Uh, level to hit above him yeah it's quite exciting for Juventus if this is him at his worst I suppose guys that'll do for this week um, Luca let the followers know where they can find you on Twitter uh, Twitter handle is at Gunbizono and Vito my Twitter handles at Vito C Doria excellent and of course you can follow me on twitter at concalcio and follow forza italian football at seria ffc don't forget you can follow us on instagram and facebook as well where you can do so by searching forza italian football until next time we'll leave you with a message from patrice evra ciao for now Goal! 
Are you already laughing? Can you feel the happiness is coming out? Is <laughs> a little song I wrote. You might want to sing a note for note. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Love in life, we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Don't worry, be not be not. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. I love this game. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 